Are you looking to give your immune system a boost? This is Dr. Ronald Hoffman with a natural solution from Future Farm Botanicals. Liquid wild oil of oregano with rosemary extract and natural honey flavor. Future Farm's wild oil of oregano supports a variety of healthy benefits, including antimicrobial effects, as well as supporting the immune system. Plus, Future Farm is the first ever to formulate wild oil of oregano with rosemary. Rosemary aids circulation, helps alleviate muscle pain, improves memory, and also gives your immune system a boost. And natural honey enhances the delicious flavor. Future Farm offers some of the most innovative products I've seen in quite a while. I use them, prescribe them in my practice, and I'm proud to recommend them to you. For more information and to order, call 888-841-7216. 888-841-7216 or go to myfuturefarm.com slash Hoffman. That's future P-H-A-R-M. Myfuturefarm.com slash Hoffman. Wild oil of oregano is all natural, science-based, and works without adverse side effects. Myfuturefarm.com slash Hoffman. Welcome to Intelligent Medicine. I'm your host, Layla Mutin. I'm here to bring you information about nutrition and wellness and health and to answer your questions. You can email me, radioprogram at AOL.com, radioprogram at AOL.com. Email me your questions, topics of interest. March is National Nutrition Month, and if you've been reading the Intelligent Medicine newsletter, I've had a couple of articles there addressing National Nutrition Month. It's a good opportunity to bring you more tips on how to eat better. It's a good time to take stock of your eating habits, see where there's room for improvement. This isn't just You know, it's not only New Year's, it's not only a New Year's resolution to take stock of how you're eating, where there's room for improvement, what you'd like to change. You know, we could think about this all the year long. We can think about this in March during National Nutrition Month. So let's talk about what are the things, what are the obstacles that may be keeping you from eating well or from eating better or from cooking more often at home, preparing healthier meals, all of that. Because you know when you're cooking and eating at home that you know what you're getting, the fats that you're using, the amount of salt you're using, you know you, you know the, the spices you're using, uh, that they're not full of MSG or anything like that. You know that you're not getting additional additives, preservatives. These are the reasons to prepare your own food and to also bring a joy to it. But before we even get to the joy part, what are the obstacles that are in the way of you preparing your food and then actually getting to enjoy that process? Look around your kitchen. Do you have everything that you need? to prep and to cook. You know, I'm not talking about the obvious refrigerator and stove or cooktop, all of that. Assuming you have those, I'm talking about the other things like, do you have the proper knives for chopping your food 
<clears throat> for boning a chicken, a vegetable peeler, the proper colander, all of that type of thing. Look around your kitchen. Do you have everything you need? Do you, is it time to throw out that 25-year-old cutting board that you keep using? That may be streaked with all kinds of colors over the years, have all kinds of divots and, and, and lacerations in them. Is it time to get some better cutting boards? Or is it time to get cutting boards that you can actually put into your dishwasher? Maybe you come home from work and look at that cutting board and say, oh, I'm going to have to wash this by hand, so I don't want to use it. Oh, well, since it's my only cutting board, now I can't chop my vegetables. You, you see how that kind of becomes a vicious cycle of something, how one thing leads to the other of no, 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 not a good idea. Start looking around your kitchen and making sure you have all the right tools you need to make things easier and more comfortable for you. If that means you're going to get color-coded, you know, uh, chopping boards, do so. One for meat, one for veggies. Make sure you're getting the sizes that fit into your dishwasher. If you have, if you don't want to be bothered with cleanup, hey, maybe you love to cook, but you hate the cleanup. Make sure things fit in the dishwasher. Don't have a dishwasher? Make thing, make sure that you could let the thing soak overnight properly, maybe, and then give it a good, give it a good, give it a good clean, uh, cleaning and wipe down in the morning. Think about these things, right? I, I once had a cutting board that my husband loved to use. It was super big. I mean, you could barely fit it into the sink to, to clean it. And you would invariably, invariably get, you know, water all over the countertop. Make sure you've got the right stuff, the right tools, so it's easier for you. Hey, and check your knives. Maybe your knives need sharpening. Take an inventory of all of your kitchen utensils and see what else you may need. Maybe you need a, a, a better slotted spoon. Maybe you need a spider. You know, that colander-type spoon where you could dip in and, and get your blanched vegetables out. Maybe you need things like that. Maybe you need a steamer, a vegetable steamer. And where are you storing all of these, your kitchen utensils? Make sure they're in the general area of where you prep your food and where you cook your food so that they are on hand. You don't want to go to the other side of the kitchen, to the cupboard or, or the drawer, all the way down there to find your garlic crusher or your vegetable pe peeler, right? And that Dutch oven should be in a cabinet close to your stove. That's where it should be, not in the cupboard way down there. And how about your appliances? Maybe you don't have a large food processor and you're only using a small food chopper, but there's only so much you could fit in there. Maybe using a larger food processor is going to cut your prep time. Think about that. It may be worth an investment in a larger food processor. You don't have to get the super expensive stuff. You don't have to buy the $395 model. You can get something really decent for under $100. It may be worth your while to make things easier for you. And then take a look inside your refrigerator. Can you see everything that's in your fridge? Are things organized so that you could see exactly what's there? 
Or are there any science projects in the back of your refrigerator that, that you forgot about? Because why did you forget about them? You don't see them. They're not in view. Organize things in the refrigerator so that you're able to see everything that you have there. And when was the last time that you checked expiration dates on everything? Check your expiration dates on, you know, your jar of mayonnaise, your mustard, your olives, your capers, the horseradish. I'm talking about all the jars of things that you likely have sitting uh, in your refrigerator door. Check all those things out. They don't last forever. Even the soy sauce or tamari that you have sitting in the refrigerator door, if you hardly use it, you may find that it's expired. So do a clean out. And while you're at it, in the fridge I mean, make sure you're storing your produce correctly to keep it fresher longer. These are some, there's good tips that you can find on how to store your produce properly. There are some things that you don't want to wash as soon as you bring home from the market or the farmer's market like berries because berries will mold more quickly once you've washed them. There are certain things you want to wash as soon as you're ready to eat them. But there are other things that you can wash as soon as you get home from the grocery store like your very hearty greens, your collards, your chard, your kale, your lettuces, your hearty lettuces, not the tender greens that may tend to mold more quickly once you've washed them. And you want to dry them properly, salad spinner, paper towels, whatever works. And if you've got a good old celery keeper, like the one I've got from the 1970s, wow, it, it, it almost appears like my celery will last forever. Of course it doesn't, but it sure lasts longer than keeping it in the plastic that it came in from the store, right? So let's move on to the pantry. When was the last time you checked your spice rack? First of all, check for things that are low. Check for things that you use the most often. Is it time to replace them? And you don't want to be in the middle of cooking only to find out that you're low on that particular seasoning sensation that that particular meal you're cooking is calling for. While you're at it, check the expiration dates on all those spices. Spices do not last forever. Check the expiration dates and go accordingly. You will see the difference in a bottle of any of your seasonings, one that's close to expiration versus a new bottle you've brought home. This, the color will be different, and so will the flavor. So will the aroma, I promise you. So keep your seasonings up to date. If it's more helpful for you not to get the big bottle of seasoning, you know, the one that's on sale, maybe you need the smaller ones then that's what you do so you, so you keep things fresher longer. You go through them and you replace them more often. That might be the thing for you to do. And make sure your spice rack is organized in a way that you see everything. You know that the rosemary isn't tucked way back there behind the nutmeg and the cinnamon, you know, things that you hardly use possibly. Keep the... Seasonings in the front row, if you're doing rows or anything like that, whether it's a spice rack or the shelves in your cupboard, you know, keep the most used spices out front 
But make sure you have them tiered so that you're able to see everything you have. You know, you don't want to come back with yet uh, uh, another jar of, uh, of, of rosemary or tarragon or thyme when you've already got one there that you forgot all about. And seasonings are expensive. Spices are expensive, right? And even more so with inflation. Make sure everything is good and everything is visible and easy to reach. This method also applies to how you store your dinnerware, your dishes, your glassware. Storing your dishes and glassware near the sink, near the sink, near the dishwasher, makes filling and emptying them easier, right? If you're near the sink, especially, you might be giving your uh, you might be giving your plate a rinse before you put it in the dishwasher, <clears throat> right? You want it nearby. And typically, your dishwasher will be somewhere <clears throat> near your kitchen sink because that's where the plumbing is located, right? So <clears throat> you want to store, you want to use this type of a, a method of having everything organized where, you know, where they should be. Now, you want to keep cups and mugs closer. You can keep them near the dishwasher, but if you have a beverage station, you know, where do you keep your coffee maker? Where is the hot water kettle, the tea kettle? Where is your water dispenser? Maybe that's near your refrigerator. If you're dispensing water from your refrigerator like I am, I want to keep my water glasses, cups, things near there, or I want to keep my coffee mugs tea mugs near where I've got the kettle, where I've got the coffee maker. That's how you want to store things. So they're nearby where you use them. So now you've looked at your kitchen. That's a place to start. Make sure you have all the proper prep tools you need. Do you ever, do you ever marvel at a chef's knife or that food processor? You know, the things that you don't have. Because you don't have them, that may be keeping you out of your kitchen, keeping you from enjoying cooking, keeping you from being a more time-efficient cook or even chef, but a chef will know that, right? That's the professional. So these are the small obstacles keeping you from getting into your kitchen and enjoying your cooking. Now, let's come out of the kitchen and let's talk about grocery shopping. You want to decide to do your shopping one day out of the week. That's really the best thing to do. It's the most organized way to do this. That way, you know, you're not having to go several times a week. Decide you're gonna do a big food shopping once a week, the day you're doing errands. You know, this is likely <clears throat> not on a work day. You wanna think about what ingredients you'll need for the meals you're gonna cook for the week ahead. So you make a list, and I'm assuming you're doing this on a, a Friday afternoon, evening, if you're off work, or a Saturday or Sunday, the days that you're off work, whatever those days may be. Maybe you're working on the weekend and have days off during the week. All the better. The grocery stores will be less crowded if you're able to shop during the day during on a weekday, right? So... Think about all the ingredients. Think about the meals you want to prepare, the meals you want to have. Is there a chicken dish, a lamb dish, a fish dish, 
vegetable dishes, grain dishes. Think about all these things and then make a list. Include your seasonings. A list is very, very, very important and never ever go shopping, grocery shopping when you're hungry. You're going to buy all the wrong things. Not all the wrong things, but you're going to be tempted more often than not. Now that you've made your grocery list, first check in your pantry, in your refrigerator, in your freezer, do you already have that thing on hand for the meals that you're going to prepare? You don't want to come home with a chuck roast when you've already got one in the freezer that you should be using first. You want to use those things up. That chuck roast isn't going to last forever in your freezer, only about a couple of months. You want to use the things you already have on hand. And so if it's in the freezer, take it out, put it in the refrigerator because you know you're going to cook it within the next couple of days or so, right? Maybe over the next two or three days. If it's more than two pounds, you need more than a day for it to thaw out or it's not going to thaw out properly. Where are you going to thaw it out? In your refrigerator. That's where you thaw out your frozen foods safely is in the refrigerator. I'm talking about your raw food, your raw meat, your raw protein. In the refrigerator, on the bottom shelf. That way, as it's thawing out, there is no chance for it to drip anywhere below the bottom shelf. It's on the bottom. But if you put it on the top shelf, it may drip onto all the other foods that you have exposed on your in your refrigerator. So this is a rule for safely thawing out any <clears throat> pardon me, any raw meat, poultry, or seafood, always on the bottom shelf. So at the store, or if you're shopping at your local farmer's market, you want to choose the freshest produce you can find, right? Well, did you know that broccoli shouldn't just have a medium green hue? And it certainly shouldn't have orange, uh, it shouldn't have any yellow around the edges. That, that indicates that it's old. Broccoli should have a dark blue hue. That's what it should have. Dark blue. If it's just green, it's not as fresh as it could be. You want a dark blue hue on your broccoli. That's the freshest it can be. You're seeing the antioxidants, the sulforaphanes, the indoles, all that beautiful cruciferous vegetable phytonutrients. That's what you're seeing there in that dark blue hue on your broccoli. The heaviness of your fruits. You ever pick up an orange, a grapefruit, a melon? The, heavy, the heavier it is, the juicier it is. It signals their juiciness and their ripeness. When they're juicy, they're ripe as well. So, you know, when you're comparing grapefruits, oranges, for example, use both your hands. Pick up a couple. Which one weighs more? The one that weighs more is the juicier one. Same with most of your other, your vegetable, uh, your, your other, your lemons, your limes, your melon, your pears, your apples. And when you get home with all of this produce, clean everything. It's a good time because maybe you're coming home after a long day and you're opening up the refrigerator door. You want to make a salad, but you hadn't cleaned all the lettuces and all of that yet, or the chard that you want to cook, the collards you want to cook. You still have to kind of go through the process of cleaning them properly. And here's a great way to clean them. Rather than just having to run cold water over them in a colander, right? You could take a big pot of cold water, put your greens in there, 
kind of shake them about a little bit and leave them for several minutes. The sand, the soil, will tend to come loose and float to the bottom of the pot. And then take out your grains with your hands into a colander, rinse them, empty out that pot of dirty water, rinse everything out, and do it again, especially if you're getting things from the farmer's market where you might see a lot of soil there. You might have to do this a couple of times. And then put those hardy greens into a good lettuce keeper, a celery keeper type thing, a cup, a cup, a Tupperware type of container where you'll retain some humidity or make sure you're using your produce drawers properly for the, rock, for the proper humidity. You don't want all those things to dry out, but you don't want anything too wet either, right? So you want to be able to dry them properly and store them properly so that you're ready to take things out, make a big salad, make some escaroles, some collards, some chard, you know, sauteed and some, some garlic and olive oil, or maybe you're going to steam those things in the steamer that you now have, right? Think about all the obstacles that are keeping you from going into your kitchen and enjoying cooking. It may not be that you just don't plain and simple not enjoy cooking. It may be that you don't have the proper tools to bring you there to discover the joy of cooking, the joy of self-nourishment, the joy of self-nurture when you're preparing a meal for yourself and for your loved ones. Think about all that. I want to thank you for joining me on another edition of Layla Ways In here on Intelligent Medicine. This is Dr. Ronald Hoffman. As you know, I'm a big proponent of CBD to tonify the endocannabinoid system. I've found that it helps people relax and can support restful sleep, a real breakthrough in herbal products. The CBD brand that I take personally and recommend to my patients is Plus CBD from CV Sciences, which is now proud to introduce the Plus CBD Reserve Collection, a specially curated blend of full-spectrum cannabinoids. Rich and bold, the Reserve Collection products elicit strong feelings of calm, comfort and relief when intense support is needed. Enjoy a deeper CBD experience with Plus CBD's reserve collection of oils and gummies. All of their products are backed by science with clinically researched active ingredients. And with a 90-day satisfaction guarantee, you have nothing to lose. To learn more and to order, visit pluscbdoil.com slash Hoffman and use coupon code Hoffman30 for 30% off. That's pluscbdoil.com slash Hoffman for Plus CBD's new reserve collection. This is Layla Mutin, RD. I see patients regularly, along with Dr. Hoffman. If you require a nutrition consult with me but live out of town, there's no need to travel to New York City. I have telephone consultations with clients from all over the country. Please visit drhoffman.com for more information. And to set up an appointment, call 212-779-1744. That's 212 212- Seven seven nine one seven four four. I look forward to being a collaborator in your health care.